1 and 15. Colossians 1 and 15. New Testament. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 15. Because we want to talk about, we want to establish the, the Jesus in us. Amen. Colossians uh, chapter 1. Um, yeah, chapter number 1. And we're going to read verse number 15. Okay, are we there? All right. Talking about Jesus now. He says, who is the image of the what? Invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Remember he said before that he and his father was one, right? All right. Now he's saying that he's the image of the invisible God. Now I'm going to have you go John chapter number 8. St. John chapter number 8. St. John chapter number 8. And there's a reason why we're traveling here because I want there's something I need to establish. Something that needs to be established. St. John chapter number 8. St. John chapter number 8. And we're going to be uh, reading at verse number 53. Are we there? Now verse 53 says, uh, here he is, he's in a conversation with the scribes and the Pharisees. Now verse 53 says, Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who maketh thou thyself? Verse 54 says, Jesus answered, If I honored myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honored me, and of whom ye say, He is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his sayings. And now watch the next uh, couple of verses here. Now, verse 58, 56 says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Now, Jesus is speaking, okay? Now, verse 57 says, Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Okay? They don't understand who Jesus really is. Okay? So they're saying to him, so now wait a minute. So they say to him, thou art not yet 50 years old, and have thou seen Abraham? Well, you know, Abraham was the forefather, so they're questioning him about what he's saying. Now watch what uh, verse 58, watch what Jesus says in verse 58. Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, what's the next two words? I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Now, let's go to Exodus chapter number 3. Exodus chapter number 3. Exodus chapter number 3. Exodus. Jesus says, before Abraham was, he says, I am. In other words, he was, he was saying to the people, he said, listen, before Abraham ever came on the scene, I, I already existed. Is what he said, okay? See, that's why they had a problem with him. Now, they couldn't understand that he was, he was God in the, in the body of the Messiah, he, they, in, in the indwelling of Jesus Christ. They couldn't understand that. Now, let's look at uh, Exodus chapter number 3. We're, we're just walking a pathway here, okay, dealing with the I am, okay? Now, Exodus chapter number 3, looking at verse 14, it says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. See, 
when Moses questioned God, he said, well, who should I tell the people? Who, that, that, that if I'm going to go out and represent you, who, who should I tell the, preacher, the people that sent me? Then the, here it says, and, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall thy say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. 15 says, and God said, moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt thou, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. Now watch this. This is my what? Name forever. I am is his name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Now, why do we read all those verses? And, and what is the tie in with Jesus Christ there? Now, the, the fact is this. Jesus is the I am. We have the I am within us. We have God himself, the I am. Because the word of God says, Jesus speaks and he says, I am my father will take a bold. In other words, he will live on the inside of us. So if the father is living on the inside of us, that means the I am, because that's what his name is according to the scripture, that means the I am is living on the inside of us as well as Jesus Christ. He said he and my father is one. They are one. So God, the I am, lives on the inside of us. Now, this is one reason why we, we, we live, we think in the way of the old man. Because we, when you think about it, when we think about it, think about if we have the I am living on the inside of us, can you imagine what we can do? If we can fully grasp that the I am, I mean the same I am that parted the Red Sea, lives on the inside of us. The, the, the same I am that, that caused Pharaoh and his army to drown in the Red Sea lives on the inside of us. That's powerful. And see, and the same Jesus that walked on the water lives on the inside of us. I mean, the same Jesus, when the disciples looked at him, they thought he was a ghost. He lives on the inside of us. So if he, if he lives, the I am lives on the inside of us, can you imagine how we, what power we're supposed to be operating in? See, the I am, he's living on the inside of us. So we, should, we think frail. We think limitless, right? But the Bible says there's nothing impossible with God, right? So that means if the I am is living on the inside of us, then there's nothing impossible with us. Can we handle that? <laughs> Can our minds get twisted around that? Amen. Because we're so used to operating in limitlessness. We're so used to saying, okay, that I can't. When God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we need, to, we need to remove from our vocabulary that word, I can't, because God says, I can. Amen? We, we, we're not limitless. We can do all things through Christ. So the I am, and I, when I thought about that, and, I, and that thing resonated in my spirit, I said, God, that is awesome. To know that the same God, I have to repeat this, that the same God that parted the Red Sea lives on the inside of me. Can we, can we, can we grasp that? Because that's phenomenal. I mean, do, 
that is that is so much power on the inside of us. That's amazing. I mean, that kind of power. I mean, I, I, when when Christ he can he speaks to to creation, he speaks to the sea and say, "Peace be still," and it stops. Everything becomes calm. That same person lives on the inside of us. So that means we can speak because he's on the inside. We're not speaking our words, but we're speaking him. We're speaking his words. Amen. That is powerful. That is powerful. We have created power because the creative one is on the inside of us. Amen. Now, let's go back. We're going back to Mark chapter number nine. We're talking about, we're talking about the mystery of the transfiguration. Understanding that we, we are to operate in the spirit man. Amen. We're to operate in the spirit man. And the reason why is because we've got, we're packing the I am and, and Christ on the inside of us. The I am is the indwelling of Christ on the inside of us. Amen. Now going back to, to St. Mark chapter number 9. Now, there's some things that has to happen before we can operate in that spirit man. Because, like I said, naturally, most people, most church folk, you know, most people, and really the body of Christ, we operate in that frailty of man. Amen? When, when, when God says it's something even greater. Now, in order for us to get there, now, this is what has to happen. In verse number 2, it says, And Jesus, he, 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 he takes with him Peter, James, and John, and he leads them up into a high mountain, apart from themselves, and was transfigured before him. Now, when he began to talk about him them being transfigured before him. Now, in Luke chapter 9, where we have already gone, it talks about they were going up to prayer. Okay? So they went up to pray. Now, in order to get to that place where God would have us to be in that spirit man, what we have to do is we have to go into prayer. We have to go into that arena of prayer. Prayer is communion with man, is communion between man and God. See, once we can begin to commune with God, because I hear your Holy Spirit. That's why so many of our, the things that's being released doesn't manifest itself. It's because our prayer life is not where it should be. Because now you think about it, most people are not praying. You, you find few people will spend time in prayer. We spend more time in everything else, but we spend very limited amount in prayer. But if we want to get to that place where we operate in the spirit man, because of the, and I understand the I am lives on the inside of us, the first thing we have to do is begin to operate in prayer. He, he, if you notice, every time Jesus went up, he goes up to the mountain, he goes up to pray. Something happens, okay? Now, we're talking about prayer. Prayer is, uh, a, prayer is nothing except a declared truth. All we're doing when we're praying is speaking what already is. It's, it's at the hand of God, and we're trying to bring it into manifestation. But when we don't bring in, 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 it into manifestation through by the means of belief, then nothing happens. Now, Matthew chapter number 7, let's, let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew. Because this has to do, to do with prayer. Matthew chapter number 7. Matthew. Matthew. Matthew chapter number 7. Matthew 7. Very familiar scripture. Ma- Matthew chapter 7. Prayer is an affirmation. <laughs> it is a declared truth. 
of that which we know is already waiting for us. It's just that's the hand of God. Okay? Now, Matthew chapter 7, looking at verse number 7. Now, look what God says. He says, ask, and it shall be what? Okay? Ask, and it shall be given you. Then he says, seek, and ye shall find. Then he says, knock, and it shall be opened up to you. See, in the arena of prayer, there are three things that has to happen. We ask, huh, uh, and we, we seek, and then we knock. It's, and there are promises at each one. When you, the promise is, if you ask God, then he said, it shall be given unto you. But we have to ask in faith. Okay? The next thing it says, that if you seek him, he shall find him. A lot of times we like to give up too quick. Amen. When you seek him, you got to really seek. God says, if, if, if we seek him, if we diligently seek him, we have to diligently seek him. See, and, and diligently seeking him means with our whole heart. With our whole heart, whatever we're seeking after, we have to do it with our whole heart. And once we do it with our whole heart, the Bible says that the door that we knocked on, it will open up to us. How many people still got some closed doors? Hmm. Got some, still got some closed doors. So we got to look at, uh, are we doing it the way God say do it? Amen? Do we, do we ask God and then we just, you know, don't believe? Sometimes we, we ask in unbelief. So, but we don't want to, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Now, going back to, 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 to St. Mark chapter number nine, we have to, here it talks about how God takes them up into a, a high mountain apart from the others. Now, is it not interesting? He takes Peter, James, and John. These are significant moments. Here it is. It's a transfiguration. He's about to show them something, but he cannot show them what he wants to show them as long as they're operating in the natural. He takes these same people, Peter, James, and John, when he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, he doesn't take the other nine. I wonder why. Everybody can't go. Amen. Everybody's not on that spiritual level. So listen, if God begins to use somebody and take them to a spiritual level, don't get mad because they've been selected. It could be very well that spiritually they have connected with God. That's the way they ought to have connected. Amen. So, so that's important. I look at that. I said, God, I'm sure the other nine got mad. But, but, but Jesus is Jesus. He knows who's in, what's in all of us, right? So he takes them up in a high mountain. He takes them apart. So God says, if we want to operate in that, 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 that uh, uh, spiritual mindset, he says, first of all, we've got to become elevated. He said, we, we, we think too low. He said, you know, a, a, a mountain, then he didn't say just a mountain. He says, a high mountain, which means it was an elevated place. See, our minds have to be elevated. See, we can't, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You can't stay on first grade level forever, for all your life. You know, in order to go from grade to grade, that means each lesson gets harder and harder, right? So, so we've got to understand, each trial is going to get harder and harder if you want to go to the next grade. Amen. Some of us want to go to college, but we want to skip over all them other grades. Amen. So, you, you, come on, y'all, be real. You know, we know how we are. We don't like pain. We don't like trials. We want to skip over them. Amen. 
But it, trials work in experience. Amen. Well, it gives us, trials gives us fortitude. Amen. And trials bring growth. We don't like it. Amen. It's just like a woman to have a, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's, it's just like a woman to have a baby. You know, she's got to go through the process, right? She's got to go through the process before that baby's birth, and there's a whole lot of pain, amen, before, men folk don't know about that kind, but, but the women, they know about that, amen, that's a whole lot of pain that goes with it in that process, but the, the, the fact remains, the beautiful baby comes out on the outside. See, when we go through trials and tribulations, all that is growth pains. Amen. And when we don't like them growth I do not lie. I'm going to be real. I don't like the growth pains. Amen. But if I'm going to get where God wants me to be, where I've been designed to be, where you have been designed to be, then we got to go through the process, right? I got, got to go through the process. Got to go through the process now. Now, let's look at, see, we, we, we got to elevate our mind, okay? We're elevating our mind because most times when we look at scripture, we, when we begin to study, we really don't study. We just read. Well, anybody can read, right? But to, 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 but to spend some time with God, I mean, and, and understand God's word, that means you've got to do some studying. Amen. If you want to pass the test, Amen. If you're going to school, if you want to pass the test, that means you got to study, right? If you don't study, that means you're going to fail the test, right? So what happens in, the, in our life, everyday life, a lot of times we don't study, and then what happens when we fail a test, or when God brings the Word to us, and we don't keep the Word in our spirit, or keep it in our heart, then when we fail a test, we don't understand why we fail. Well, we got to understand, life will teach us until we get the lesson, right? Now, you cannot go on to the next grade failing tests over and over and over, right? <laughs> Amen. Ask some of those kids that fail at school. You know what I'm saying? They're not promoted to the next grade. Same way in the natural as it was in the natural, it is in the spiritual. Now, if we want to grow in the spirit, we can't keep failing tests. Amen? Because that means we will never get to the next place that God has called and ordained for us to be. Now, we want to go somewhere in the spirit realm. Amen? We want to operate the way that I am operated. Somebody said, well, that's important. No, it's not because he lives on the inside. Amen. He lives on the inside. Amen. He lives on the inside. Now, he takes up Peter, James, and John. Now, when, when we go to that place, that, that high mountain, and we have been communing with God, the first thing we have to take is Peter. Now, Peter represents our hearing. Peter represents our hearing. But let's, let's look at something else about this Peter. Not only Peter represents the hearing, but it also represents the fact that the Bible says, faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So before we can hear, we've got to have faith. So before we can get to the next place in God, in the realm of the Spirit, that means we've got to have faith. So you've got to, we've got to take faith with us. You know, we have to take faith, and, and I, I praise God for, for Minister Morris. She, she, she taught that mustard seed faith so beautiful on Wednesday night, dealing with that mustard seed faith. See, we've got to have faith in order to go to that next place in God, to, to operate in the spirit realm. See, nobody wants to keep on operating in that old man, because the old man got too many limitations. See, we want to begin to operate in the spirit, man, where there are no limitations. Where we understand that our word has created power. We can speak things and they will come to pass. 
That's what the word of God says. Then the next thing he says now, he talks about uh, James. James is the judgment or the will of God. See, we have to have, under, when we go up to that spiritual place, we've got to have the understanding and the comprehension, okay, what God is about to show me is something that's in the supernatural. Now, God does not always show everybody things in the supernatural. You know why? Because folk can't handle it. Amen. Has anybody been there before? Amen. When God and you try to tell somebody something what God didn't show you, and it's, it's above them, and they think you're crazy. But they don't understand that they're the one crazy, not you, because you're operating in the supernatural. See, as believers, we are supposed to be operating in the We are not, even though we may be ordinary beings, we, we do extraordinary things through Christ. Amen. So, so therefore, when, when, God, when God wants to take you to that place of operating in the supernatural, then don't worry about everybody else don't want to go there. Amen. Because everybody can't handle it. Everybody, and everybody don't want to put the time in in order to handle it. Amen. You've got to put some time in with God to operate in the supernatural. You've got to believe the crazy stuff. Some, to, to man, it's, some things man has is crazy to us. But when it comes down to God, it's not really crazy at all. See, what's happening is this. God wants us to operate in the supernatural. So, so we got to understand and comprehend that, listen, God, if I'm going to this place, I'm going to the next level, give me the understanding that what I'm about to see is going to be something beyond me. See, you can't see what you see in the natural. See, we try to see what we see in the natural. No, God said you got to see it in the spirit realm. Amen. So our comprehension, because see, God's about to show them. Christ is about to show them. Just like now, God wants to show his people a whole lot of things, but we're not ready. Just like the scripture says, Jesus says, there's some things I want to say to you, but right, but right now you can't handle it. <laughs> you, there's some things that you cannot handle right now. Amen. He says, I want to tell you, but you just can't handle it. Why? Because you ain't ready. I mean, see, we've got to accept Christ as whatever he say. It may sound crazy, but it's not. He is trying to let us know that we can operate in a different level. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Then he says, not only having that comprehension, because he's about to show you something in, in the supernatural, he said, then you also have to take John with you. That John represents the grace of God or, or the will of God. See, see we've got to be willing to operate in the will of God. So often, uh, we all, and, and all of us, we like to operate in our own will, right? Amen. You know, so every day we have to pray, God, not, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, do you think Jesus Christ really wanted to die? He told the Father, he said, not my will, but let your will be done. Think about our own lives. When we get up to, when we arise in the morning, and if we pray in the morning when we arise, do we ask the Lord to let his will be done, amen, throughout that day? You know, not our will, but his will. See, we have to think about that. See, because God wants to take his people to another place in the spirit realm, amen, and I'm willing to go. I don't know about nobody else, but I am willing to go to that next place in God. Amen. Now, what, what happens here in, 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 in Mark chapter number 9? Threaten. The next thing he says, and we're almost done. And the next thing he says, after you're going to take up your hearing, and your hearing is going to come by faith, you're going to take the will of God, amen, and then you're going to take that comprehension or the judgment of God, then once all that happens and you're set apart, God said, 
When you get your mind right, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, when you get your mind right, I can show you something. He was transfigured is what the Bible says. He was transfigured. God wants to show the body of Christ so much, but we're not ready for it yet. And then the reason is, it's because of the fact of the mindset. So now he says this, and looking at verse number three, when he, trans, when he transfigures himself, when there's a change, see, anytime we go into prayer and, and, and we, we enter into prayer and, and we take all the things that we need, things will change itself. The, the, we can see God just as he, he, as he is, and we can understand God, the things that God is saying. Now, in verse number three, he, watch the first thing that he shows when we get everything in its proper place. When we get everything in its proper place, watch, watch what he shows. Verse number three says, And his raiment became shining exceedingly white as snow, and as no uh, fuller on earth can white them. Now, what is he showing? What is he showing? He talks about the first thing he reveals about himself is his raiment and, 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 and how it's shining. See, that raiment is nothing but the, he shows the oil. You, you know how they talk about some, some babies have that halo or some people have a halo around their head. There's an oil around people. Sometimes you can, people can see people and they say, you, you, you got this thing around you. And you look at them like, what are you talking about? That's, that's that aura of God that they see. It's just like when we say that, that halo around a person's head. He's, he revealed it to them that, 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 that aura, the anointing. See, what people see is the anointing. When he sees that raiment, he, he, uh, uh, he sees the anointing. It's nothing like you can even expect. See, when you, when you see God as he is, and we are operating in the realm of the spirit, and God is spirit, we can see some things that will literally blow our minds. So you see that anointing. You see the anointing. Now, it goes on to say, and it says, watch what happens as they see the, the anointing or the oil. Because, see, there are some things that we have to have. You don't have the anointing. Everybody don't have it. Everybody don't have that oil. You know, everybody just don't have it. Everybody don't have that anointing that, that people can see. And some people can see it and some people can't. They, they're just not there. Amen. But what happens here when, when, when they see the, the aura around Christ, when, when they see that, because see, he has altered himself. One, one, one of the Gospels says he altered his countenance. I mean, there's a change. See, I think Luke talks about the, 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 the countenance being altered. See, when we, are in Christ, when we are truly in Christ, operating in the Spirit of Christ, people can see a changed countenance in us. I mean, is, have, you, have you ever known that when, the, some, when people first get saved and the people will say to them, listen, boy, something about you didn't change. You don't look like yourself. But it don't take long before that shine leaves, dissipates, right? Because usually what happens when we first get saved, we are so on fire for God, right? Come on, y'all. Let's, let's be real. Let me come on down here. Let me bring my book. Let me bring my book with me. Bring me. We are so on fire with God, right? So on fire with God. We can't, we can't wait. We can't wait to get to the house of God. We can't wait to get with the people of God. We can't wait to get in God's presence. We're so excited. We can't wait to get in the Word of God when we first get saved, right? And after we get a few, what you call it, notches in our belt, huh, and we become old in the way of faith, I don't mean old in age, 
I'm talking about we can, we can get, come and get old in our salvation. All of a sudden, what happens? Well, you know, if, if we do, we do. And if we don't, we don't. If I show up, we show up. If I don't show up, it's okay too. But what happened to the zeal? What happened to the fire? What happened to the zeal? What happened to the love? You know, what, what happened to, to I can't wait to, to get in the presence of God? Uh, what happened to, to okay, I, I can't wait to witness for God? What happened to that? Wow, what, 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 what? Wow, boy, look at the faces. Hey, man, thank you, Jesus. What happened? What happened? What happened to the excitement? Let me tell you something. Other folk don't have nothing to do with your excitement. Let, let's correct some things. Nobody has anything to do with your excitement with God. It's up to you. Amen. It's up to you. I mean, if you're not excited about God, how are you going to turn somebody else on? Ain't no way. There is no way. And we seem to be so down and out. What? Wait it. What we waited with? We are waiting. I hear your Holy Spirit. We are waiting with the cares of this world. We are waiting with the cares of this world, and therefore we cannot give God His due. We're waiting. We're wait- oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. We're waiting with the desire of materialistic things. But God said, no. You, he said, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God, he said, I'll give you all that other stuff. But what's happened is we got it backwards. We are seeking the things of the world and, and rather than seeking God. I mean, what? that's why we're so weighted. Christians are not supposed to be weighted. We're not supposed to be weighted down. Oh, this, I can't do this. I'm, this is too much. I, I got this situation going on. I got my finances all messed up. I'm broken. Who cares if you're broke? The father that we, we serve, he owns the cows on a thousand hills. And most of the time, well, what happens is we overextend. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. I don't know why we're going here. We will over, overextend ourselves and then expect God to get us out of our mess. Amen. 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 I talked to a brother on yesterday and he said, yeah, I got some financial problems. That's okay. So we pray about them. And I said, uh, the word of God says, God supplies all of our needs according to the riches and glory. It's riches and glory. Okay. I said to him, I said, that be so. And if you prayed and you asked God for something and he sent it, how did it get misrouted? Think about it. It's not that our Father didn't see what we needed and what we asked for. We didn't have the faith to believe God that for the next thing that's going to show up at our door. So we decided to take what belongs to Peter and pay Paul rather than going ahead and paying Peter and trusting God for Paul. Amen. Amen. We will take what God has sent us that we prayed for and instead of us doing with it what we're supposed to do with it, then we take it and we do something else with it. And then all of a sudden we weighed it down. That's exactly true. The truth is the light. And somebody needs to turn on the light. Amen. Somebody needs to turn on the light. We shouldn't be burning down, weighted down. No, not as Christians. Uh-uh. No. No. See, God wants to show his people something. He really does. Okay, let me, let me move on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at that verse 4. It says, now, God wants to show his people. 
Now, verse number four, it says, the next thing he shows him, he says, And there appeared unto them Elisha with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Now, there appeared Elisha and Moses. Now, Elijah, and one translation says Elijah. Now, we're talking about the prophet, or, or the prophets, and then we're talking about the law. Now, Jesus says this. Jesus says, I did not come to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill the law. So, the first thing he shows him, he says, now, the, now the, when it comes down to the prophet uh, and the one that brings forth the word of, from God, then the Lord says this. He says, the I am is the administrator uh, and directs. See, that's why Elijah had to come first. Because the Bible talks about how he comes first. Jesus talks about how he comes first. And he has already come. He, he's the one that administrates and directs and manages. When is he managing? He is managing the law. See, he is, Moses represents the law. He's managing the law. You see, what we fail to understand, see, sometimes we want to forget about uh, uh, the law and grace. God has grace for us, but when, it, when we look at it, as we talked about on Wednesday night, sometimes we, can, we think we're keeping some when actually we're holding on to something else. And we've got to let those things go. But God was revealing to him. He said, I'm revealing to you not only about what the prophets were saying and how they administered, but I'm also uh, uh, revealing the law to you. But the thing is, the Bible says, as long as uh, uh, there's a, we need a school teacher, as long as we're under the law. But when, when we come of age, I think it, he of the Spirit, when we come of age, we no longer need a school teacher. So that's why we get, we're under grace. See, we're under grace. We got to understand that. We need to, one day we may deal, thank you, Holy Spirit. We may start dealing in the book, maybe, maybe, in the book of Galatians. We, we may very well do that to get a full understanding. Okay. All right, let, let, me, let me finish here. Because we're talking about the mysteries of the transfiguration. God wants to show himself to the body of Christ. He wants to show himself to us. And in order for us to see the power and the anointing of the Lord, we got to understand, we got to begin to operate in the I am that's on the inside of us. Now, the next thing happens here is that in verse number 6, sometimes when God shows us some things, we do not know what to say or how to respond. Amen. Now, verse 6 says, For he was not what to say, because see, now what, verse 5, Go back to Peter. Sometimes when we get dull of hearing, oh, Lord, when we get dull of hearing, okay, Peter means hearing, okay, we got to have that faith in order to hear. But sometimes we become dull of hearing. Watch what happens when we become dull of hearing. Now, God is trying to take us to an elevated place, right? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to move us up higher. Now, verse number 5 says, And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. That was true. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And six says, for he was not what to say, for they were so afraid. They were so afraid, he, he, he started talking. Peter's noted for talking too much. So, so when God revealed what he revealed to him, he didn't know what to say. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. And one thing, as the, as the body of Christ, sometimes we want to speak out of turn. Sometimes if we leave it alone, God will work it out. He'll, he'll work that thing out. So Peter, he's, he's in this, oh my God, he's at a the divine place. See, when, when God takes us into that divine place, 
We just need to sit there and just receive. A lot of times we want to talk back. Shut up and receive it all. Yeah, man, receive what the Spirit is showing and what He's revealing. Because, see, when you come away, not only you're going to see the alternate of His counsel, countenance, but you're going to see your, your own countenance being altered as well. So you want to sit in that divineness and you're going to sit and you want to be still because, see, God is trying to elevate. God wants to promote His people. And when he promotes his people, we got to learn, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He said, learn how to act when you're in the presence of royalty. We got to learn how to act when we're in the presence of royalty. God is royalty. And we've been, in, oh God, we've been invited to come in. Oh my God. This, this is awesome. And zip <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. But watch what he says in verse number seven. Now, Verse 7 says, and there was a cloud that overshadowed them. The cloud is the word. So there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. This is my beloved son. See, he was so busy trying to build a tabernacle for man. And see, that's what's going on now. People are so busy trying to build a tabernacle for man, they forget nobody's supposed to be God and God alone. See, see, you really tell you, I have this friend and, and I love him to death, and they said, Well, this preacher said this, and this preacher said this, and this preacher said this. And I said, Well, what did God say? What did God say? They repeated his word. It's just like the man in his one that wrote the book. No, what did God say? And that's why it's so watered down. We're so busy saying what man said that we forget it's God's word. This is what God said. This is what God said. Oh, he said this. And he said, no, baby, God said it. This is what God said. God said if we would just spend some time with him and he would take us to a, a place of elevation and in the realm of the spirit and we can see the divineness of God and, and when we see what God is showing us, when we come back, people will be, will be just like it was with Moses. When Moses come down up off that hill, when he was with God, he had to put a veil over his face because the people could not handle it. Do you not know when the body of Christ begin to get in the presence of God, people won't be able to handle the glory of God? Because the glory will be all over them. Jesus, help us, Lord. Help me, God. I don't know about y'all, but that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. That's what I want to be. Jesus said, hear, hear my son. Hear what, what, what Jesus Christ has to say. And look at verse number 8, and we're ending. Verse 8 says, and suddenly, when they had looked around about, they saw no what? No man anymore. See, when we come in the presence of God and we begin to hear what God has to say, we won't be hearing man, we'll be hearing God. He said, didn't see man anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Then he said, save Jesus only with who? Themselves. See, it's got to be with you, you and God, me and God. That's how it has to be. See, that's a, that's a mystery to the transfiguration. That's a mystery there. And we want to make sure, make very sure that when God beckons us to come up higher, that we, we, we take the sac we make the sacrifice to, to go in his presence. Don't be so busy that we don't give God no time. And you know what? It will show up. 
It shows up. It shows up. When we don't give God time, it shows up. It shows up. It truly shows up. When you've been in his presence, everybody will know you've been in his presence. When you've been studying God's word and you've been praying, everybody will know where you've been and who you've been with. You've been with God. You haven't been with the world. The world will rape us. The world will strip us. But I tell you, God, God will build you up. God is an awesome God. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 I, I pray that I pray that you receive something from the Word, and I, I pray that you, you you that we all want to begin to operate in the Spirit, man. Because you know, sometimes we operate too much.